Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter, but every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing. It amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Roach. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. Hi, everybody. Hello. Do Hi. I, do I sound different? There's more people in the closet than usual. I have a whole crowd celebrating today's podcast in the closet. This is my dream coming true. You guys, McLean is here. My best friend, what my soul sister, my twin, the person that is most like me on this earth <laughs> is here. I'm here. She's here with me. I am um, ill, sick as a dog. <laughs> if you can't hear it, it's there. Trust me. I'm drinking a turmeric drink that would make McLean yarf all over my laptop <laughs> if I true. made her drink any of it. Yeah, She's not a turmeric girl. Yeah. I made her have some earlier. It was bad. Yeah. But you know what has to keep on going? The hustle. The, the hustle, hustle the must never stop. The grind never stops, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we press on, all we right? Press on. Yeah. And here we sit in my two by two closet. <laughs> I am spooning Courtney's towels in her uh, storage unit in the closet. Absolutely, so, absolutely. I'm already sweating, comfort. and we're yeah. just, you know, a few seconds absolutely. in. Absolutely. But guess who else is also here? As always, Megan, you know who you Hello. are. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> Miss Megan. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Excited. So, guys, this week, it is just Same. a great time, okay? Yeah. McLean and I have been looking forward to seeing each other now for about four months because, as mm-hmm. you know, we do not live in the same state. She lives in Spearfish, South Dakota, yeah. and I live in Denver, Colorado, and Megan lives in Indianapolis, Indiana, technically Fishers, if you really know that neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. And so we are just calling in and getting together virtually with Megan, but McLean is here, oh, and yeah, I wanted my first guest to be McLean. An honor. <laughs> it is just <laughs> the most excited I've been in a while and on top of that we're talking about something that really just kicks us in the shorts with zeal passion love and hatred and that is social media (laughs) the social means the what the social means the social means the social means with all of our needs yeah so that is that it's our favorite thing it's our favorite thing it's the essence of why we're here yeah it's the essence of our friendship yeah we met because of social media. We met because people suggested that we should be friends based off of our social medias. Correct. Yeah. Kelsey, thank you. Kelsey, shout out. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And we just really thought that it would be a great topic to chat about together in person via my tiny closet. <laughs> but before that, we, we have, have a story for you. Good afternoon. Did we yeah, not? we have the most splendid. Yeah. And Megan has not heard this story yet, and she is very excited. And that's the best. Absolutely. And we asked her and our Lord Jesus to control our profanities because it was really <laughs> something else. It was something it was, else, everyone. It was a shocking afternoon. Yeah. My gosh. I'm yeah. going to let McLean take it away. I'll take it away. Because she just told her sweet husband this story and did a great yeah. job with it. Yeah. So, and I want you guys to hear it almost exactly like that. This yeah. happened a matter of hours ago. Yeah, absolutely. Just a few wee hours ago, everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> McLean, tell him what happened. I'm here. Hit him with the truth. 
Courtney and I, I she's she's done a podcast about her obsession of Christmas. Yeah. So you all know and are familiar with that. Yes. However, if you didn't know that, welcome. That is Courtney. That is me. Uh, November through December. Yeah. So I hope to know my name my dog Claus. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's brilliant. Sick Claus. <laughs> Sick Claus. Bad Claus. Oh my god. That's awesome. All right. I'll name my cat Mister. Yeah. Anyways, um, we so we're thinking. We're in, I'm in Denver, right? Mm -hmm. I'm working. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And we're going to a wedding tomorrow. Yeah. And I think, what would be more, Courtney, than visiting the Chris Kindle market? Yeah. And to answer that, there would be nothing more, Courtney. No, that's perfect. Yeah, Exactly. exactly. Thank you, Megan. Yes. I live vicariously through Courtney's Christmas love. Right. And so... I am just over the moon to share this moment with her. We, uh, she wakes up checking if she has a fever or not, right? Because she was sick all day yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So that's already the bar that we're starting at. Right. <laughs> and we think, okay, we we do a full outfit check. What do you think? I'm wearing Courtney's Charlie Brown Christmas shirt. Absolutely. Courtney has this perfect new turtleneck on. Megan, with it's the turtleneck that I got at Anthro that you oh said looks gosh. like Christmas wrapping yes. paper. Yes. Oh my god. Wrapping Absolutely. paper. Perfect. Yes. Adorable. Yeah. So we're ready. Okay. We're set. And it is 60 degrees out. Yeah. So already the ambiance is really not there. We're like, yeah. Wow. We wish it was snowing. Yes. And I wish I was freezing. I would yeah. love to wear a coat and not sweat right. of right. course of course but yeah. but we say wow praise god for this nice weather mm-hmm. so uh we drive all the way there playing christmas music of course amy grant if Naturally. you don't know her albums you better um so we get up, there what was the one that you really just took home the little town Oh, Little Town. Little Town. Christmas to Remember. Emmanuel. I did take it home, didn't I? You took it yeah. home. Yeah. She woke me up. It I was a hazard. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't really drink coffee because, like, when you're getting past a head cold or whatever I had yesterday, yeah. coffee was just not hitting it. So I needed to be woken up. And that was by McLean's rendition of Amy Grant's Little Town. Of course. A yes. really, really great choice. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee Christmas. Absolutely. All right, we're done dropping names. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, we get to uh, the square. We can't access or park near the square no. where this market is. So we park as close as we can. Absolutely, we do Which we is about a 10 or Absolutely. 15 minute walk yeah, totally. from there. Totally. Which is fine. We um, have optimism at this point. We're not worried about it. Oh, we're excited. Yeah, we're like... We're city girls. We have to walk. Of course. Right. Of course. Yes. Whatever. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, and so we we walk there. The minute we get out of the car, we say, it's much colder than we yeah, thought. It's a little colder oh, than wow. I realized. I'm a little chilly. Courtney, do you have a jacket? No. No. Let's just press onward. Yeah. I said, let's just keep going. Yeah. I, maybe I'll buy a sweater there. Yeah. There will probably be, she says, to quote Courtney, <laughs> there's probably a cute, like, ugly christmas sweater or like some scandinavian sweater (laughs) that i could purchase there and of course i play into the purchasing power absolutely Absolutely. and so i'm like yes we all do man and so i'm like yeah so i'm like oh yeah great let's go yeah because i have a second layer Mm -hmm. so we walk there the walk there eh. we're very optimistic looking back at it i laughed about it later yeah. yeah because i was like yeah 
no, I don't need a jacket. I'm freezing. I'm shivering. And I had a fever all day yesterday, <laughs> but I don't need a jacket. I'm fine. Right. I'll be right. fine. We get there. the wind is starting to pick up a yes, little. Yes, yeah, of course. but scene. still optimistic. We see it from afar, and McLean goes right. when she sees the the town about the wind. What, <laughs> what said, did I say? Remember, you were like, "Oh, well, well look at that! It's huge!" Oh, yeah. The wind I will said, totally just. What? How did you even put that? I said the market will block that's the wind. it the market will we block will be the wind. shielded from the Look wind at that. it's huge we'll be shielded from the of wind course, of course. and i said of course because we're at the point where i think either of us could have been like no this is going to be the best experience of our life right. we right. live by romans 5 5 but yes. my hope does not disappoint <laughs> yes. and so here we are walking in and i kid you not this is the most ratchet thing i've ever really? seen in my life oh, no. we i didn't under. think it was that ratchet but i also am obsessed friends, with denver friends i've been to the chicago chris kindle market <laughs> nothing compares oh, okay no. we walk through this flouncing little arch that says denver chris kindle market <laughs> this man turns around at us and says you drinking booze today yeah and we said no, we aren't. He said, you're good to go. We didn't get a wristband, thank yeah, God. Yeah. So we walk around, and at this rate, every market stall, because you know how they have the little schnitzel here, right. ornaments here, chocolate roses here. Bratwurst and every, here. Right, exactly. Right. Peruvian pretzel here. Peruvian yeah. pretzel. <laughs> and they, they have now created, just in the way that these little star stalls are set up, Yeah. It's created a complete wind tunnel Absolutely. that just oh, no. circulates. Yeah. And Leaf all tornadoes. of the brown leaves are still on Absolutely. the ground. Absolutely. Lord knows why. Yeah. And so I, we have leaves scraping corneas. <laughs> we have leaves going up our eyelids. We have leaves in our ears, our nose. We, in no way, does that make you want to drink a hot Coke? <laughs> No, and I also, don't need that on my marshmallows. And we get in and we're like, oh, that's cute. Okay, so, and like we're on a mission. Like yes. I am hauling it yeah. because I have snot dripping yes, down my no. face. And oh, I'm yes. like, I just need a napkin. We need a napkin. I just need a napkin. <laughs> I'm flying past all of these huts. 15 stalls. Bratwurst, hot yeah. cider, you name it. I'm yeah. flying past them right. looking for napkins outside. Right. None. I Nothing. stopped by this sweet girl that looks like she'd enjoyed a conversation if I pulled up. Yes. I said, hi, do you guys have napkins? Mind you, this is like a little hot cocoa, yeah. spiked hot chocolate, apple cider, liquid stand. Yes. And they said, you know no. what? We don't have we any don't. napkins. With a smile on their face. And I was like, <laughs> and we okay. Away. So I keep walking. I finally yeah. find one and it's at a pretzel stand. Of course. Shout out. Shout out to those pretzels. <laughs> yeah. So I take a wad of napkins and I start blowing my nose. Meanwhile, we just take a minute and look at the surroundings. Oh my gosh. There are white Christmas trees that had a good intention. They're laying on the ground. <laughs> they oh, were. They're face down. Pretty much flipped upside no. down. And they had attached yes. fake grass to the base of the <laughs> Christmas tree to make to it make look it like look it was real. like rooted in the oh. earth. Because white Christmas trees are real if you just believe. Right. And the fake grass is just flapping in it's this. Flapping. It's not even breeze. It's a no. wind tunnel. Right. 
There's upside down Christmas trees. McLean's standing there just filming it while I'm blowing my nose and making my nose raw. And one of the doors to the huts, I'm not kidding. If she yeah. would have been, I'm not like maybe yeah, two, yeah. Inches two inches closer, closer to the building, it probably would have like cut her head open. Yeah. Like oh. it was, it swung yeah. backwards. And I was like, <gasps> it would have been chopped in half. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so bad. Yeah. And then she goes, well, do you want to just, like, get a pretzel and get out of here? <laughs> yeah, and Courtney, we buy the pretzel. Courtney walks the pretzel over to the other wind tunnel uh-huh. <laughs> to, like, sit down. And I'm like, no, honey, this is real to go. Yeah. We are, we we are, are getting out of here. So we have to walk down at, like, bent 90 degrees at the waist. Yeah. In order to dodge these leaves. Oh, absolutely. There is actual dirt also flying up. It was like yeah. Egypt yes. or something. Yes, oh, a mother no. was trying to teach her three-year-old daughter how to shield herself with her hand. Oh. Yes. Her eyes. We actually oh, saw this. It was insane. Yeah. We saw construction signs slam into the sides Parked of cars vehicles. that were on the road. Yeah. yeah, slam dunk, swish bad. Michael Jordan. It was so, it was so bad. And yeah. I'm just like trying to be positive. I can barely breathe. Yeah. I'm covering my face with my cute, expensive anthropology turtleneck. Right. McLean is cackling, <laughs> hovering her hand over the cheese dip that's apparently yes. been made from scratch. Right, apparently. <laughs> yeah, imported from what? <laughs> cheese land? Cheese <laughs> Mars! <laughs> Market on Mars. Oh Lord, God help us. Um, and then out of nowhere, my left cheek gets my face cheek gets absolutely assaulted Completely. by a leaf, and I scream. I scream. She yelped murder. like it was oh, like. No. Oh. Oh, I, yeah. I was just looking down in the little ball yeah. of myself, and I just hear her scream. <laughs> and she goes, did you see that? <laughs> okay. I Number one, I mostly relate to Therese and her just, like, wimpiness mm-hmm. as far as um, anything that goes wrong. Right. Not her theology or her holiness, just the, like, tenderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was very fitting. I was also scared about... Just having an entire like garden in my contact absolutely. by the time we got to the car. Yeah, absolutely. So it was awful. It was awful. So yeah. So we then finally we made it car. to the car, and all we up. did for about five minutes after we yeah. got to the car was say, "That was awful." That was awful. Yeah. Courtney said that was probably my worst experience with you, <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "Oh, honey, I can top you on that one." <laughs> yeah. It was a paper kites concert, but oh, that's another God. day. That's a story I, for another day. Do you remember, remember that, that, Megan? Yes. I do. Yep. yep. Of course you do. Yeah. How could you not? <laughs> Two words. Acid reflux. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Always. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. If you don't, you should hang out with us more. Yeah. But, the second um, marriage in my life. Absolutely. Acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. We did also oh, have a man. bad day 
day two of Courtney's birthday in Milwaukee. I don't know if you guys oh remember that Oh my gosh, day. do you remember that? <laughs> no. Day two, when we were in Milwaukee for my birthday. Yeah. You, after dinner, you were yeah. so sick. You were so miserable. Oh, yes. And then the next it's day we woke up me. and we were walking around and I didn't sleep well either. Megan didn't sleep well. We're walking around. It's about 145 <gasps> degrees. Yes. The yes. picture by the sunflowers. Yes, the yes. picture by the sunflowers. <laughs> that was the high point. The worst picture I've ever taken. Right, and that YouTube. was the high point. That and that was the high something. point, absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. This is because, for everyone that doesn't know what's going on right now, I always have McLean and Megan together for my birthday. Yeah. It's just what it's we awesome. do. Yeah. yeah. It's like a bachelorette party every year. Yeah, it truly is like a bachelorette party every single year for my birthday. I make my birthday a big deal. I make celebrating things a really big deal. Yeah. And that is actually how... McLean and Megan got to know each other yes. was because of my college bestie, Megan, and my soulmate lookalike, everything <laughs> that is McLean, all got to get to know each other because yeah. we started having birthdays together right. on my 23rd. Is that right? No. Uh, yeah. 23rd? 23rd was when we went to South Bend and then Lake Michigan. Oh my. The first one. Oh my. Yeah. It was right. iconic. So, but anyway, before then, we really wanted to start this kind of topic with how McLean and I actually met because it has to do with social media. So I actually went to a focus recruitment night at Indiana University when I was a senior. Go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. And we had this event where basically focus just kind of like gathers people that might be interested in becoming a focus missionary in a space. There's typically like a cocktail or a snack or whatever. And they just kind of tell you why you should consider applying for focus. And I had wanted to do this my entire college career because I became Catholic due to a focus missionary inviting me into their life pretty much and Bible study and all of that. And so I'd been convicted of this for quite some time and I finally get there and I'm like, I cannot do this. (laughs) Like y'all are insane. I cannot give up all of my comfort, all of my joy, all of my femininity, which is what I was believing so that I can be a focus missionary. Yeah, exactly. Like all of my like unique, quirky, girly things that I like to do. Those cannot be a part of me being a focus missionary. These were lies that I was believing. Exactly. Praying in a corner, having no personality, never talking to anyone that isn't Catholic ever again and being boring. And so yeah, basically that was all squashed by this awesome woman named Kelsey, and she was a missionary at Indiana University, and she was the first like round of missionaries that IU had ever had mm-hmm. on their campus, yeah. and so that was kind of a big deal for them to start out there, and that's why they hosted this event, and I went to this, and I was just kind of like, I really don't know how I feel about doing all of this, but we'll just kind of see how it goes. And I meet Kelsey, and I'm really intrigued by her eyeshadow, okay? She's stunning. She is so (laughs) beautiful. Most beautiful big eyes. Absolutely. Just gorgeous big eyes. And she had amazing eyeshadow. And this is something that I very much cared about when I was in school. Like, I always did everyone's makeup. I still do everyone's makeup. You do. And I was complimenting her eyeshadow because I might have been insecure, but I definitely have the confidence to continue a conversation that is outside of my insecurities to do with focus at that time. So I'm like, yeah, we're just going to strike up a chat and we're going to talk about your eyeshadow. So we're chatting about it. She's telling me that it's the new Jaclyn Hill palette. I'm like, holy crap, this focus missionary knows who Jaclyn Hill is. This is astonishing. (laughs) She wears makeup. She wears makeup. (laughs) She's girly. 
hold up, Lord. <laughs> am I being punked? Yeah. And I just am like, okay, fine. I trust this girl. She knows who Jacqueline Hill is. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> That's all it took. And so I'm like... Jesus works through an eyeshadow palette. Exactly. Yeah. He can work through anything. So I was just like, okay, here's the deal, Kelsey. I don't think I can do this. I was hungover like two days ago. Yeah. I'm still so confused about whether or not I actually want to be holy. This is just something that I've told my missionaries that I've wanted to do for four years of my life. But now that I'm actually here, it sounds like the worst idea I could have ever chosen. And I don't really know if I should even be here. And I know that we just met, but I just really feel like I could tell you all of that. And I can still see this entire like conversation in my head as I say it because it feels like it was yesterday. Basically, Kelsey looks at me and she goes, you know... You remind me a lot of my student, McLean. And I was like, oh. And she was like, yeah, you should follow her on Instagram and just like kind of see like if you guys relate in any way. And she basically was like, she has a Catholic blog. Um, you should just kind of, I don't know, get to know her. I just think that you would really be similar people. And I'm like, okay. That's a very strange tip, but I'll take it. I'll like, take I was it, just yeah. like, okay, sure. Again, I just trusted this girl. And I remember for the rest of that time that I was there, I was like, okay, I'm going to follow McLean. This girl's really cool. These missionaries are really cool. This is very different for me. Like, I had this new zeal and, like, excitement about being a focused missionary. Yeah. That's besides the point. I then follow McLean. Yeah. Q this next cutie little bit that McLean yeah. just found on her Instagram from ages ago. Yeah, from November 20th, 2017. Yeah. Courtney DM'd me. These are just our personal accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just talking about how much I inspire her, which is so sweet. And um, it was so true. Hilarious because I was like, you know, trying to inspire myself. We've all been there. Always. Um, and... Yeah, she just told me that she was praying and felt like she should let me know how much my love for the Lord motivates her. And I was like, okay. That's so cute. That's awesome. That's cool. And so, wow. I said, um, only what you would hear in, you know, a 2002 uh, chick flick mm-hmm. when the two become friends. Right. I already feel like we are friends, but I know we are sisters. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Oh, Lord. Wow. I love you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but that was the beginning, and that was where we said, I need to meet you. Like, yeah. let's get Kelsey. I said, Kelsey's my literal role model. I'm so grateful to have her. Yeah. She spoke so highly of you. And so that was the point where we like used media mm-hmm. and said let's make an in-person friendship right but we use media was able to connect us temporarily yeah and supplement a budding friendship exactly if that makes sense yeah yeah and it was something that was so much i mean it was something so much more than media and we were even talking about this this morning when we were having breakfast and talking about what we were going to discuss on the podcast and it's just crazy because we had such like specific um opinions of one another yeah that we had perceived through each other's accounts like yeah. i saw a catholic convo and this was when it was a baby i mean right. like a year in maybe yeah six months in. yeah 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's so holy. I cannot believe that Kelsey thinks that I'm like her. <laughs> like, she must have seen something that I just don't see in myself. Like, I just want to be like McLean and be holier and be better. And McLean said, I really did not know that this is what you thought of my account when I first followed you. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it. So, Becoming Courtney did not exist yet. So, no. I followed Courtney's personal account and... The filter that she used on Visco, do you remember what it was? K3. K3, of yeah. course. And uh, it really made the blues and the reds pop. They were very saturated. It was yes. a beautiful combo. Bright and colors. Bright colors, yeah. happy times. Always. The best outfits. Yes. And I remember seeing her profile and being like, oh my gosh, this girl is, um, you know, who I want to be or like... She was just really inspiring me creatively. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I had ever thought, like, oh, she must be perfect. Right. Like, that never crossed right. my mind of, oh, yep, that's her entire life. Yeah, I never, I never yeah. thought that either when I followed a Catholic convo. Yeah. I was not ever like, this is her. Like, it just made me want to know you more. Right. Because, like, even when I was following a Catholic convo at the very beginning, I it was a much, like, smaller following. Yes. Like, it was a much smaller blog. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so intimidated by this. It was like this great source of there is a great friend out there that I have to meet, and I was majorly struggling with just this like total as I've said before Hannah Montana lifestyle of like I'm gonna be a crazy party girl but I'm also gonna go to confession and adoration right beforehand so that I can be better when I do go out later and Mm -hmm. I am gonna go to Bible study and lead a Bible study and be in discipleship and lead discipleship and do all the right things but I'm also gonna be a party girl at the same time like I can do it all And I remember within those, like, moments of, like, self-hatred and confusion as a college student, I remember going to McLean's account at the very beginning, and then also after that, like, it very quickly, like you said, like, it was a momentary moment of, like, okay, yeah, we have similarities here, but, like, we're actually going to meet and become friends, and our friendship continued to develop over just, like, texting for just a few months, really, yeah, because then we met at Seek. We met at SLS 18 in Chicago. Which would have been like a matter of three months. Right. Two even from the time that I messaged you. Which is so funny because when Courtney was being inspired by my account, she had no idea that I was still struggling with not going to frats Mm -hmm. and partying. Right. Or going to frats and not drinking underage. Right. And um, yeah, I, I just remember... Like, when I first started this account, I was also Hannah Montana-ing. Totally. And <laughs> it's a verb. It, it is not the best of both worlds. It's never been the best of both <laughs> no. worlds. No. Wigs yeah. are so awful. Yes, they're terrible. Need a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, finally, I had people in my life to say, um, <clears throat> you you can't have both if you really do want to be a saint. Right. Um and yeah, I actually want to tell you that you probably don't want both. Like that's no. what they told, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Um, and so I just, it's just funny that Courtney was inspired by me while I was still, mm. um, struggling. Yeah, but totally. but that get gets into the whole concept of 
Um, should I have, you know, filmed partying at a frat and posted right. it on a Catholic convo? Right. And been like, like, who would that help? Sorry, guys. Like, didn't mean to post that last night. Like, right. getting back on my feet today or whatever. Yeah. Like, McLean asked me that question this morning and I was like, no, I'm so glad you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> because right. it's like, yeah, I think that that then justifies and gives the excuse of mediocrity where you're like, oh, like social media can be used in such a good way that like people look up to you and like want to be better. Right. And then it would be like, oh, McLean is over here. She was drunk last night. I was too. But she reads a Bible. But she reads a Bible and she seems to have her life together. Yeah. So like, fine, I'll right. keep doing I'll it. Do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which I think just really like naturally leads into so many of the topics and questions that we have yeah. um, kind of planned for this episode, but especially like the perception and like how much weight is there on behalf of the viewer and the consumer in social media and how mm. much can like, yeah, just really be put on the creator by the consumer. Um, yeah, it's really mm. mind blowing. But yeah. we can get into that a little bit later. Megan has a few questions for us, and we're going to kind of do this as a flow of question and answer, but not necessarily just question and answer. We're just going to kind of see where the conversation goes, because that's how yeah. it is when we hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of ebbs and flows naturally. So we have a few questions that we thought would be good that just kind of come up on all of our hearts. Um, Hopefully yours, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the main reason that I really wanted McLean to talk on this topic is because she knows social media. She's been around in especially, like, especially <laughs> in especially oh. Catholic social media for quite some time now. Um, she does it so authentically and so genuinely um, she's so bold with it. And then on top of all of that and like the attractiveness of her blog, she also is very educated on it and takes it very seriously. She is um, in charge of all of Focus Catholics social media as well as a Catholic convo and spends so much of her time like bettering herself in understanding the impacts of social media, the goods and the bads of social media. So we have lots to talk about and this might be a longer episode than possible past ones possible past ones then past <laughs> episodes but yeah it definitely will be worth a listen so yeah. megan take it away with lead and all of our thoughts yeah well i actually have a question that isn't what we talked about earlier just based on what you guys Fun. were saying yeah amazing i guess my first question is what kind of boundaries do you guys put on your social media accounts when it comes to <laughs> sharing personal information and being authentic, I feel like there's such a line between sharing everything, but also yeah, like yeah. it not just being a highlight reel. I don't know. How do you guys choose what to share yeah. and what not to share on social media? Mm, that's so good. Yeah, I've always said, I really hope that if you follow my account, a Catholic convo, that you don't feel like you know me. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't supposed to be... Um, like a, I don't know, an angsty, like you, you, you don't, don't get even me. get it. Yeah, that's <laughs> not it at all. Yeah. Um, at all. But mostly like, I think the day that we perceive um, 
complete knowledge of people because we follow their social media accounts is like the day that Jesus comes back. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, there's the second coming. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to talk to anyone anymore no. in person. And, yeah. oh, I can just, I can get to know everything about my future spouse based on his profile. Totally. Like, so I am of the belief that um, each creator is responsible for what they share um, I think that yeah. there is a lot of amazing moments for, there are many amazing moments for vulnerability and um, time to share something that people maybe feel extremely alone in mm. and you get to show them how they're not. Right. But um, I also get a little wary yeah. of being overly vulnerable to the extent that um, that's what people are let into on Mm -hmm. social media. I think that vulnerability is best shared in a two-way communication stream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that sounds nerdy, I don't know. But, um, (laughs) like, I I don't want to just put out vulnerability and not be received by, like, another soul in person. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's bad that people share their highlight reels. Like right, yeah. when you're scrapbooking, yeah. you, you're not going to put in print a Kodak picture of you crying. No. Honestly, we would though. <laughs> we would. would. Oh crap. Oh crap. I need to take it back. No, I'm kidding. We totally um, would. But if you think about normal people. Yeah. Because you're not like us. Scrapbooking. No, no. Um, when you're scrapbooking and you are, you can see social media. Everyone has different intentions. But um, my intention when I started mine was to um, put an image or a piece of art to where I was spiritually. And then it just went from there. And mm-hmm. so it's like, it's really for me and Jesus and yeah. people just get to see where that's going. Right. And so they, I don't need them to be in my deepest wounds and trauma. No. And it's actually not healthy no. for them to be. That's what I share with the closest people in my life. Right. And so for them to know, okay, I'm scrolling and I'm seeing a person's highlight reel and that's great yeah and i don't have to compare that to my low points right right mm. i don't have to compare it at all i right. can just see their joy and put my phone down exactly like, it can be that simple yeah, yeah. exactly i what love that so much yeah i think that um this entire concept has been something that's really like formed Becoming Courtney because I originally started becoming Courtney because I was in college and my roommate Elizabeth was like, because I really started to like post a lot of like prayer reflections and really like intense things on my personal Instagram where it used to be just like these really aesthetically pleasing photos of like a burger with like a cityscape in the background (laughs) like it kind of evolved into this k3 look it up and (laughs) it turned into this like really like i the more i like got to know jesus i was just very obsessed with sharing what i'd learned and how much i was in love with him and how in this like natural desire to be a missionary i just like was putting that through instagram because instagram was something that i really liked and so my roommate elizabeth was like you'd be really great as a catholic instagram blogger 
And I like thought about it. And then Megan, I remember you and I went to Starbucks <laughs> and we were like brainstorming names. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. We like literally just like brainstormed random wow. names in between classes one day, I think, um, of like a name that would be very much my name on Instagram that wouldn't be like... That was before I knew Mari for West Coast Catholic. Because yeah. I remember we even looked at Mari's page. Yeah. And I was like, oh, should I be like Midwest Catholic? And I was yeah. like, no. Like, that's not me. That's someone else's name. Yeah. And like all of this just like really deep desire for it to be mine and not something that I was just trying to make it like someone else's. And so it started out with this really great desire of like becoming Courtney. Like this whole like evolution of continuing to become more and more me. And then once I started blogging and the algorithms continued to shift within Instagram, it was like, oh, well, if I'm not doing this, then I'm not actually a blogger. Like if I don't have mm-hmm. an Instagram and an actual blog dot com, like I'm not a blogger. I'm not a writer. If I'm not sharing this part of my life, then I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. Therefore, it's not good enough or whatever. And so then it was this like great tear of like, how much do I share on this platform? Because if I share more and if I overshare, then I'll be liked. And that's kind of how Mm -hmm. a lot of my relationships were growing up too. of like, okay, but like, they're not really receiving me with like my proper guard up and my proper boundary set. So like I'll just overshare and then they'll like me. Same mm-hmm. concept with modesty, same concept with telling a story, lying a little bit, whatever, you know, like yeah. this whole concept of oversharing, it gets higher engagement, it gets higher feedback, it gets higher right. likes. So if I do that, then I'll be good. Right. And so then I dip my toe in that pool and then I'd get pissed off and I'd be mm-hmm. like, well, that doesn't feel right either. And yeah. so I was just telling McLean when we were driving back to my house after this afternoon, I was like, yeah, I mean, for a while there, I wasn't even really on Instagram before I started this podcast because I mm-hmm. hadn't found my niche. Like I didn't know what I desired to share and talk about and because I didn't have a niche then I was just kind of like all over the place like okay well here's this information about my dad and here's this decoration and here's this really great pasta dish that I made and it's like half interesting and people are like oh that's cool but it was just kind of this like concept that was just messy and oversharing and it's like it's almost too vulnerable because I'm not even providing a niche that people are like coming to my account to look for and have some type of like I don't know what the word would be, like peace or satisfaction in. Exactly. You know, um, because, yeah, I'm not everything. I'm not going to be able to share everything because I'm not everything. And that's kind of what I was doing. Exactly. Social media is not everything. Um, But I think that we really do make it that way too much. And that's why I was so passionate about this being on the Daily Nothings podcast, because I think social media is the greatest Daily Nothing that every single person deals with it's like Mm -hmm. constantly there and constantly something that's like oh that's nothing oh it's nothing that i just got all of the information that you just shared with me and i didn't need to receive that and that was not my place to receive that i scrolled Mm -hmm. for 30 minutes but it's nothing right it's like it was super low-key yeah it was just my break yeah exactly like i'm just drinking coffee or i'm just gonna run to the bathroom and scroll on the toilet for a second like okay back to work but i just read about your deepest, darkest secrets because that gets 13,000 likes. Right. You know? Right. That's not the gospel. And that's not what we're called to in Instagram evangelization either. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, in some regard, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like this leads to another question and you guys have kind of touched on it, but the question is, is there responsibility on behalf of the viewer when consuming media? 1000%. Mm-hmm. I'm really convicted of this. I, yeah, just take it away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let me just grab this mic. Um, we, I think we expect people to discern the content of a movie, of a TV show. Yeah of a book when they're reading when they're reading it we ask their opinions on it um or they are able to say you know the notebook really isn't a great representation of love we're actually all being um kind of led to cheer on infidelity Mm -hmm. because um what's her face is engaged when she goes back to noah yeah <laughs> i don't even know the name i don't remember her name i know i'm not sure i it's, don't even remember her actress her rachel, name. rachel rachel mcadams yes rachel mcadams, rachel McAdams. yes the queen and um and jo- ryan gosling ryan gosling did you just say joe Joseph. <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> clearly i don't like this movie um right so we can we can say oh um, maybe the last scene makes me want this love, but um, being engaged and cheating on my fiance with Ryan Gosling right in the in the movie, yeah, that's actually not a true interpretation of what sacrificial love looks like. Right. So we discern movies all the time. We discern TV shows. We can say, oh, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are not healthy for society. Right. Like that concept is not going to help. Um, families thrive in our culture. Yeah. And so I just don't want people to take the victim mindset when it comes to social media of like, I'm completely enslaved by this. Right. And I have no control over um, how I consume any of this. Instead saying like, God has dominion over everything. Yeah. So he has to have dominion over this iPhone and this social media. Right. There are plenty of ways that people abuse their freedom right. in getting to use those platforms. But ultimately, he is so much more powerful than we can give him credit for sometimes. Right. And so to say, um, to look at someone's account, maybe you're seeing a bad moment. Maybe you're seeing a good moment. Maybe you can say, Oh, am I am I being emotionally charged when I'm consuming this? Yeah. I really don't want content to be in charge of my emotions right. and my mind. Or you can say you can look at one of uh someone's highlight reel yeah. and say, Oh, they're having a really good day. I might not be having a really good day, but I'm not going to compare my low to their high because I'm scrolling by myself in a dark room. Right. And they're out there conquering the world. Right. You know? Exactly. And so I think that it's on people totally. who are consuming totally. to um, do an examine. Yep. Mackenzie Weber and I wrote a social media examine like a couple years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. It's still oh, yeah. on my account. So yeah. It's so good. Um, and so if you're going to be on social media... You need to do it in a in a prudent way, yeah. which we all struggle with. Um, 
But I do believe that um, one person is not meant to be in charge of thousands of audience members, right? No. Yeah. Um, they're just doing the best they can. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes they're out to destroy with yeah. bad intentions. But right. if they're a Catholic uh, social media person, influencer, if you want, um, I I would highly doubt that they have a negative right. intentions. Yeah, exactly. And so, number one, we assume the best of people. Number yeah. two, we know when enough is enough. And exactly. you get to set your own fasting and boundaries. Right. And um, maybe you just consume 30 minutes of, right. like good content and then you put it down i think that it's the exact same concept that is like overarching for this entire podcast of like you have to have discipline and you have to be able to say no like i could easily make social media such a like toxic thing where i just complain and wallow in self-pity over my singleness every single day if i see one more aesthetically pleasing couple shot of someone kissing on top of a mountain i could rip my hair out Mm -hmm. guess what that's the algorithm like it tackles you where you're at if you're about to get engaged it's going to be engagement and wedding inspo if you're single and alone somehow Somehow. freaking what is it meta is that sure. the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Somehow Facebook they know. Instagram okay, they know. I sound like a, a conspiracy theorist, but no, it's you just don't. we all know. True. We My mother know. gets tons of recipes and tons of ideas for health and brain health because that's one of her main concerns right. as she gets older. My it. entire algorithm for my sister is all about art and dance and all of these beautiful things that she's interested in. Like it's right. just the way that it goes. I could make my entire world suck. If I actually just gave in to what Instagram was feeding me. Right. Same with any trend, though. Like, oh, well, the entire world is dressing this way. So, like, I can't I can't control the style that's popular right now. Like, I just it's what's in style. And like, I am young and I'm hip and I'm going to be in style. So I'm going to dress this way, even if it's against the gospel. I can't help the algorithm. Like, it feeds me this information. I get depressed on it. Everyone's Mm -hmm. just on social media that's the way that it's just going to be. I live in a small town in the middle of the country and everyone just eats garbage all the time. So like, I can't just stop eating garbage. Like I just, that's just the way that it is. And that's, that's just it. It doesn't mean nothing. It means everything. Like set a boundary, say no and be better. And that's what I say in probably every podcast, but I mean it to the core because I remember there was one time a while back now that I was even talking about my singleness and how much I hated it and it always really hits in the summer I feel like with all of the weddings as I've talked about before and McLean's first question to me was how much have you been scrolling lately and I was like that's such a unique question I wasn't talking about Instagram at all I wasn't talking about oh I've just seen all these people get engaged I've seen all these people getting married I've seen this I've seen that like there was nothing about things that I've seen it was like experiences conversations like real human interaction that was making me feel this suffering but what was what was accentuating that and making me feel more isolated was actually more so social media and that's where it's my responsibility as the consumer to set a boundary remind myself of reality and live in that reality instead of the latter which is not living in reality which is constantly living in social media right yeah absolutely and i think it's also important that if you are a content creator 
you educate yourself on what social media does. I have watched The Social Dilemma probably nine times it's on so Netflix. Good. Yeah, It's very convicting for me. I'm also yeah. very convicted by media. There are just people that like creating media, right? That's another point is like, yeah, there are just people who like being creative. Right. Um, and so you will probably find them on social media more or right. as the content creators. Right, right. Um, but I believe it's the responsibility of the content creator to educate themselves on what kind of medium they're using and how it can actually really hurt people, including themselves. Mm-hmm. And for them to have the knowledge and the sobriety of the situation to say, I'm not going to create things for noise. I'm going to purposefully, with a lot of intent, create a piece that will hopefully get people to get off their phones. I love that. That's, yeah. more, that's my whole thing. Is like, I will talk about social media addiction 24-7 because addiction is not inherently Catholic. It's yeah. not good, true, or beautiful. No. And so if you're a Catholic content creator... You cannot be creating things that leads people to addiction, which are things that they pass up because it's just another thing. So they keep scrolling. Right. However, Mm. you don't have control over what they do. Right. And that's where their personal discernment, their personal discipline comes into play of saying, I also know what I'm consuming I've also educated myself. Yeah. And so I'm going to download the app Clear Space and I'm going to have a 15 second timer that goes off before I enter into an app sponsored by Clear Space. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, download the app though. It's amazing. Um, I'm going to get Clear Space. I'm only going to go on social media when I'm in the presence of someone else. I'm going right. to fast from it. Whatever you need to do um, to then say, like, I'm just going to consume content that leads me to be a better person right yeah absolutely i was thinking about this too megan i was reading ahead on some of the questions that yeah you were gonna ask and the one that says like how are courtney and mac inspired spiritually through social media i was just thinking as you were saying that mac too like I, in the current season of life that I'm in, outside of being a focused missionary, like just leaving staff, working from home, like hybrid and going into the office every once in a Mm -hmm. while, being a single woman, like all these things that my listeners know about me, I very, very, very much struggle getting to the Adoration Chapel to just be in front of the tabernacle. Yeah. And I was scrolling on social media, I think it was like last week or something, And it was just a classic reel of some ministry that posted some beautiful video of a monstrance. And it wasn't an elaborate, beautiful, like, seek video where it's, like, around thousands of people. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, this big, aesthetically pleasing thing. Like, it was Was truly a very simple, I think it might have been. Was it Newman Connection? Yes. Yes. It has, like, Mm 8,000 likes. Yes. I know the exact one. It's stunning. Yeah. And I saw it, and I literally out loud go, wow, I missed that. And it was just this, like, really deep desire of, like, I actually really, really want to go to the chapel right now. And it has the same impact of, like, seeing a gorgeous scene in, like, Denmark. And you're like, oh, I'd love to go there sometime, you know? Like, it's part of, like, this craving that we have. That's why Instagram is so successful. It, like, hits our cravings. It makes us want to cook that dish, make our house smell that way, buy that throw pillow. But then it also has the power, clearly... For someone that knows the power and weight of daily prayer in the chapel, 
because that was my entire life as a focused missionary yeah. to like, yeah, not just pray in my bedroom, not just pray on my couch, but actually get to the chapel because see that Luna, I love it. Yeah. Like, because I miss it. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was just a simple thing. And it was in the middle of scrolling. Like I was literally just sitting in my bed, scrolling and drinking coffee. Like it was nothing major, but it was just like, Oh, whoa. Like, yeah. Okay. Wow. I actually really do miss that. Yeah. And so I think that, in some ways, in a lot of ways, there can be great accountability that is made through social media. Right. Um, because, yeah, that is a gut check in the midst of all the funny, stupid, real videos to see the monstrance. I mean, that's a great gift. Right. That can spark curiosity for someone that might not even know what that is. Yeah. You know? And it's only supplemental. Right. Like, I will never, ever say that you can encounter Jesus on social media. Right. Because I don't believe that. Yeah. I think that's also when the second coming happens, <laughs> is, <laughs> is when we believe that God exists only digitally or right. through social media more than any other means. Right. Just right. not true. Just not true. But we've had different technology to supplement our relationship with God since basically the beginning of time mm. we the bible yeah books are a form of technology yeah right we think they're very vintage okay <laughs> uh, but technically speaking yeah they're a form of technology where we made our lives easier right. or simpler because then the word was completely accessible like do you think that the earliest christians who did not have the written word and didn't have the Bible until a couple hundred years later. Right. Do you think that when the Bible came out, it was like, oh my gosh, people are going to leave the church. Right. You mm. know, now now it's written in a Bible. Yeah. Now they're not going to like go evangelize. They can send one on Amazon Prime. Wow. Yeah. Back <laughs> in 400 AD. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and and so then and then we have the TV. Right. Another form of technology. Right. Venerable Fulton Sheen. Blessed Fulton Sheen or Venerable? I don't know. Is he blessed now? I, I think he either. might be. He ought to be. Yeah. That's all I got to say. He ought to be um, blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, he, Mother Angelica. Yeah. John Paul II. Totally. Like, they were all these influencers, if you will, yeah. on a new form of media. Yeah. And we all know that the TV changed the entire... Um, makeup of the family and yeah. culture right now people mm -hmm. surround their dinner around a television right now people ignore each other because there's a show on right now people don't talk to each other and only have football on right but they went to that media right and they said i'm going to preach the gospel because people exist here right and i ought to right however i will say that was a one-way communication right and um, people can respond to them live, whereas social media is this brand new technology right. where we're all trailblazing, all learning at the same time, right. where you can have those interactions, those comments. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like I, when I started my account, I found Blessed Is She. It was the first Catholic account that I found and I had no idea that it existed. And I said, 
oh my gosh, there's good design in Catholicism. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was dabbling in crew totally. as well as going to my Newman Center. Totally. Um, I never considered leaving the Catholic Church, but I knew how well Protestants worked creatively yeah. and design-wise. Totally. So then when I it saw so that with Blessed Is She right. and then found more and more through hashtags, um, I was blown away because I felt like I could really be creative and use my gifts in in this church. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think that social media can be a supplement and will hopefully be the thing that triggers you to lock your phone, get in the car, drive to mass, talk to a missionary. Right. Go to go to a new parish, volunteer for something. Right. Right. Because it can. If you're going to scroll, Absolutely. what are you going to see? Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like, too, with that, like, there is, like, such a need for, like, your gifts. Like, with mm-hmm. what you were saying, like, there is such a need for your gifts yeah. in the church. You're not meant to just go to your parish, show up, so maybe stay afterward for a donut every other Sunday, mm-hmm. hang out with a few good Catholic people, and then go home that's so monotonous and boring and we are called to so much more in our faith yeah. because the Lord created us in this like very unique way where like your gifts aren't nothing. Your gifts are not something that you need to just like mute and keep to yourself and be too bashful to share. I'm not mm-hmm. saying we're all meant to be on these huge platforms, but like if you yeah. feel called to be on social media and evangelizing in that way, pray about what you want to share and why and like ask the Lord to help that be a way that you can share your gifts that you've been given for the church and for its greater glory, because we're not all called to just do the exact same thing on every single account, or even if it's outside of social media, like whatever your gift is, there's just such a need for that gift to be shared for the greater glory of the kingdom don't be redundant with like trying to be the same do you remember what i was talking about in the car when we were talking about this and um oh my gosh when when people um will dm instagrammers this is not exclusive to like um a religious no instagram or like a christian whatever yeah um But I know Father Mike Schmitz has encountered this. A lot of Catholic speakers, people will come up to them and be like, how do I build the platform like you built? Or how do I do what you do? And um, I'm sure everyone who is um, sharing the good, good word on Instagram um, has maybe been messaged that. And um, I was just talking about how annoying it is when the response is like, not everyone is meant to be doing what I'm doing or like we don't need more people in this situation it's like oh gosh get a grip you know what I mean like like what if this person just wants to have fun and do it it's like sorry all of the spaces are filling up and there's none left it's like oh gosh we we have the space or then there's also the response which this one is definitely more valid um like i think your parish needs you more yeah you know or like what are you doing for your parish da 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 which has so much truth in it yeah um 
And so then I think it just goes back to people's intentions. Like, right. why do you want to do it? Exactly. And um, with even that being said, we've all had bad intentions that we've said, Jesus, will you please just like glorify this outcome? Yeah. Because like I'm so broken in the way that I'm going about this right. or I'm so broken in um, I thought that I wanted to do this to glorify you, but I'm really struggling with vanity or how I look or what people think of me. And I'm not willing to say right. something that I know you want me to say right. or I'm not willing to bite my tongue right. when you're asking me not to speak. Exactly. Um, and so I was just, I was just thinking about that because it's like, some people just want to be creative yeah. and they just want to create, you exactly, know, exactly. and that's okay and that's to just okay. create, to yeah. create. If you just want to write and share your thoughts on Jesus because you like to do that, that's great. Like yeah. just be you in it, you yeah. know, like there's yeah. just such beauty in just being you and doing the little thing. I love that though. Yeah. We laughed so hard. We laughed so hard at that. Mostly <laughs> just the voice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my husband. Not all well. heroes wear capes. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. Not all heroes have a handle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. All right. Oh, that's oh my too gosh. Good. Okay. Do you well, feel like? Okay, I think. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I really, I like that you guys are kind of giving people permission to do different things on social media. So I think this kind of ties into this question a little bit. Yeah. Um, What's the difference between influencer marketing, Catholic influencing, and reflection slash creative space creators? Mm. Okay, huge. Or is it yeah. important that there's I a difference? I also hear what you were just going to yeah. ask, too. I'll, I'll hang on to that Okay, one. don't forget yeah, your yeah. question. We all it. three had questions, I think, at the exact same time. I am. Okay, okay, okay. I love I'm crossing it. my fingers like a secret because I was taught to do that in elementary school when you had a question and it was not time. <laughs> So, every time I look at my crossed fingers, I will remember this question. Um, yeah. Okay, this this is also where I get hung up um, with um, our moments of being cynical about social media or saying, man, you know, every influencer sells beauty counter. Right. All these Catholic women sell beauty counter. Right. That is so annoying. Like... Oh my gosh, I don't want to see that. Okay. Whatever, scroll past. Exactly. Like they, they get to post what they want to post. Exactly. Did you know that they're actually trying to support their family by yeah, selling that? Exactly. Or um like man, why it's always about buying this or buying that. Um and I think there's a really important distinction. Yeah. Between um influencer marketing, which is advertising and marketing via social media using influencers because people kind of form a pseudo relationship sure. with them and they think oh i usually like mclean's recommendations right i would totally buy that pillow right or like yeah that that does look like a really great clo clothing brand yeah um that's influencer marketing catholics have not like they can't get these big influencers to advertise for them they're if they're not Catholic and they're not believers. So when we when I see Catholics who are promoting small Catholic businesses, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, 
that's cool. Right. You're supporting a small family right. that is trying to um, share their gifts. Right. And that's just mm-hmm. influencer marketing. They're not trying to manipulate you or... Um, it just goes back to assuming the best of people. Yeah. Yeah, they get paid too, but like they really love what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then what would you say like Catholic influencing is? Mm. That's a tricky one because I feel like there can be like so, so, so much comparison that comes out of Catholic influencing of thinking that the other person is so much holier than them, so much prettier than them, has more money than them, like whatever. I feel like influencing across the board. Yeah. Yeah. They're so much more reverent than me. Right. Yeah. They have such holier friends. Like they're married because they're just prettier and holier than I am. Because they have she kids. Doesn't wear makeup. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They have kids because their Instagram's so large. Like there's just like such oh, yeah. stupid <laughs> comparing thoughts that yeah. come from Catholic influencing. Yeah. Um and so I think that on the cusp of it, like influencing across the board, I think it has a bad rap. I think that um there's a lot of the joke of like, oh, you think that your thoughts are good enough to be shared. Same with, Mm -hmm. like, podcasts. Like, oh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry in town has a podcast. Like, your thoughts, your words aren't that special, honey. Like, it doesn't matter. But I completely disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that through Catholic influencing, I especially have really, like, found a consistent community. Yeah. As Mm -hmm. I've been through all of my transitions. Like, there's always... If I didn't... If I got on social media... And I didn't see a lick of Catholic anything. Like, really think about that. Like, no conviction. Right. No beauty of Catholic churches. No excitement. Mm -hmm. Like, it's something that's so normal that when I open my phone and I see a gorgeous monstrance, it's like, oh, hey, Jesus. You know, like, on to the next thing. Right. But really think about if, like, that was not a thing at all. Right. That would suck. Right. That would suck. You're consuming something. You're consuming something. isn't it better if it's Catholic? Absolutely. Which is totally up for debate. Absolutely. I think it is. Yeah. Because when I was, uh, again, a little Hannah Montana freak in college, just trying (laughs) to figure myself out, like, I remember being drunk and getting on my phone at the end of the night and seeing a Catholic church or seeing a Catholic post or Mm -hmm. something And just thinking to myself, again, in that same little moment of encounter through a screen as used as some type of a tool for me to learn and grow, I was just like, wow, I don't want this. You know, like Mm -hmm. it does influence us. What we see influences us. I don't think that green juice would be that popular (laughs) if it wasn't so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. I really don't. It doesn't taste that great. It doesn't taste that great. And it gives you the shader shooters. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I just we don't know. think it would be that popular. Right. But like here we are influenced every single day. Right. By a lot. Exactly. To and wrap our Christmas gifts with no tape and right. to drink a green <laughs> juice and to do yeah. no heat curling with leggings and wrap them around our head. Exactly. These things are ridiculous that right. we're influenced to do, yet we right. do it because right. we're like, that's worth a shot. Same with Catholic influencing. I think it would be a great shame to our church if we were not trying Right. In the midst of all of this. Right. Are saints not influencing us? Exactly. Like, I, if we're going to be influenced and if our heart is tender enough and docile enough right. to be shifted or moved right. 
by the Holy Spirit. Not saying that all influencing is Holy Spirit led by any means. Sure. But if our heart is so hardened that we refuse to be influenced right. in the sense of the word, right? Um, like we would read St. Teresa of Avila and have zero uh, change in Absolutely. our life. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. So mm-hmm. I think that the concept of influencing right. has always been in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Jesus influenced the most amount of people known to history. Totally. Like, yeah. and St. Peter did the same thing. Right. He influenced people in so many ways. So I don't think that influencing is inherently bad, right. but I think that it is very important yeah. to be led yeah. by the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then the last one is just like people who will post um, kind of uh, like reflections and like devotional writing. Things that are meant to be shared. Right. It's they're not sharing their personal life. Right. Right. But but they're sharing Catholic content um, and or photographers, videographers. Totally. I have discovered so many Catholic creatives yeah because of instagram and yeah. and some of the greatest friends oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely amazing so i think before we knock down um people on instagram and what they're doing to just realize that influencer marketing exists yeah creative space exists just having fun and not taking yourself too seriously exists yeah and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. McLean's finger is still crossed. She was not yeah. lying. Let's see what let's her see fingers what are crossed. About. So I want to see what this question is. <laughs> it is. I really like um, doubting or challenging like ideas or concepts. And so when we yeah. were talking about um, how Courtney and I are inspired spiritually through social media, I um, just wanted to throw out the question like, um, have you ever been in a spot where you consumed Catholic media and felt like that that was my investment in my spiritual life today? Mm, I love that. So question. like I'm I don't have to go to the chapel because I watched this right. really cool episode on formed or um I watched an Ascension Press video. I love that or, so much. Yeah. I'm I'm created by Catholic people on Instagram. Right. And they talk about Jesus all the time. So totally. Sunday Mass it is. Totally. I'll do that very often when I like when I take a minute and I'm like, okay, this happened. I really want to write about this. I really want to share what I've learned from this experience. It might not have been in a church. It might have been with a conversation with a friend or literally a clerk at whole foods like i just am so deeply in this place of like poetic justice all the time that i'm like oh i want to write about this and i want to share and then i'll take the hour or 45 minutes or 15 minutes sometimes to write a blog post or like an instagram blog post put the graphics over a photo like take the time to create it i feel super like convicted of what i've written i share it i get tons of feedback I have people telling me, thank you. This is exactly what I needed to hear. I've been praying with this. I've been loving this. Thank you for your space. Thank you for your page, whatever, you know. And I'm like, yep, check. Fantastic. Still a good enough Catholic for people to think that I am a good enough Catholic. The show is continuing to go on. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm set for the day because 
I've done my part. I've mm-hmm. shared the gospel. I've yeah. still got it. Right. Check box, you know, and I could have not been going to mass all week. I could have been doing what the bare minimum lately has been for me, which is praying the rosary every day, which is a pretty good bare minimum. Not going to lie. We love the rosary. We love the rosary. Um, but yeah, I feel like that that is where Instagram can come in a negative side of things because I feel that instant gratification that you did back when you were in high school and you posted a really cute pic at the football game and then your crush liked it and you're yeah. like, yes, I still got and it, so you know? You can go to bed happy. Exactly. Like, I'm at peace. I can go to bed happy. I'm totally good. Where, like, that's not the essence of Christianity and Catholicism. Um, it's not, like, you listening to a Bible in a year every single morning and doing nothing else. Good step great use of your time but like the lord is probably also asking you into something else too right um Mm -hmm. and that's something that i struggle with a ton because it's such a it's such a form of instant gratification instagram is such a form of instant gratification yeah of like oh i haven't really been feeling healthy lately but i'm gonna make a super bougie salad and post how i made it on my story and then everyone thinks that I'm healthy. So, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. All of the insecurities that I had about my weight, gone. Because everyone knows that I just know how to make this awesome salad. I think the same thing can happen with our spirituality very easily. Yeah. Um, that's at least how I handle it. Yeah. Have you watched um, How to Pray the Mass Like Never Before by Father Mike Schmitz? The video? Yeah. It was at Seek 19, I believe. I don't think I have. I can I see I like the either. opening oh, shot of it. My gosh! Please. I don't think I have. Oh, okay. We can you watch that watch after it. this. Yeah, you gotta watch it. <laughs> but what he says is, the heart of religion is worship, and the heart of worship is sacrifice. So, mm. when your entire Catholic identity is centered on, like making little reflections comfortably from your bed. Right. And, like, posting pictures of your modest outfit. Right. That is... In what way does that sacrifice right. anything? And exactly. And, of course, he's he's talking about that in regards to the Mass. Right. And how the Mass is all about a sacrifice. Right. And it's not at all about what we receive. Right. That's the most selfish way you can go into Mass, which right. I go into mass that way about 90 percent of the time absolutely yeah uh we're there with you but um but yeah he's like sacrifice is the heart of worship and so yeah um when that's where it just comes back to supplemental i have totally to answer my own question have totally felt that way um or i remember writing posts because i want to feel that with Christ. Oh right. my gosh. It like, it makes me really emotional to say that. Um, because it just reminds me of like a relationship that you're in and you're like, I want so badly to love you. Yeah. And I just can't right now. Yeah. Or I just don't right now, which is so honest, but um, but you know that that other person adores you right. and is obsessed with you and you're like I would rather be doing something else. Yeah. That's really what you're saying. Yeah. And then you think, you know, maybe if I just write this reflection and there have been moments when I journal and I think, does this sound like a saint? I don't know how healthy that is. I do that all the time. Yeah. 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 
Um, I don't know how healthy that is. Uh, if a priest can DM me, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think the desire is well ordered right. because I desire sainthood. Right. But um, but I think that all of the moments where I've said. I'm good because this is my yes to Jesus. I posted about him today. Right, right. Instead of going to the mass. Right. Or like going to the chapel and actually praying. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's like you gotta know that people struggle through that. Yeah. Um and to not over spiritualize, like I can speak about Jesus without praying for an hour before it right you know what i mean right, right. um and so c- cutting them a break while also being like just check in on your friends who do catholic social media because yeah they might not be well right like their relationship might not be well right totally mm. yeah so basically with all of the things that we've just discussed um I think that there's a lot of takeaways, a lot of nuggets that you guys can kind of pray with and chew on and continue to wrestle with that we've talked about. Um, But yeah, really like the greatest thing that I encourage you guys to do with all of this, I think goes back to the responsibility on behalf of the viewer Mm -hmm. when consuming media. I think that that impacts what artists create. I think that that impacts the temptations that artists have in creating and in sharing and even not artists even the joe schmo that just posts Post because they want to be liked like i think that everything yeah. that we do it feeds off of one another and it all gets back to like the necessity of having a boundary being able to say no and choose that like this decision actually has a great value um yeah. and that's i think why again i wanted this to be a topic on the daily nothings it's yeah. just been so so freaking good to have mclean here mm. our cutie little nice. um sweaty bodies in <laughs> this tiny our cheeks are flush our, cheeks are flushed. <laughs> our hearts off. are full yes and we're just probably gonna go and watch that video from father mike schmitz after yeah, this now because i cannot believe i haven't seen that it's so, good. so yeah yeah, yeah. consume That's, responsibly everyone yeah seriously consume yeah. responsibly i love that and just thank yeah. you guys again for supporting this. Share this podcast. Share it with the friend that just scrolls incessantly or the person that doesn't have Instagram at all and thinks that it's the thinks worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. Like, just share it with everyone because I think that great moderation needs to be spread. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts. Too. Yeah. And follow yeah. McLean if you don't already <laughs> oh, at yes. a Catholic convo and follow <laughs> me at becoming Courtney and follow Megan. <laughs> Megan S day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cheers to Thanks Instagram. McLean for coming. Yes. Oh my God. Nice she having you. You guys are the best. Oh, it's just the best. I love you guys. We love you so, so much. Love you. Thank you. So, so much. Okay, this was such a joy. Bye! Bye.